Uh, welcome to episode seven of the Small Talk podcast, the Smallgan Real Estate team here we're at uh, Jordan Doberstein. He's one of our Muskegon agents, services all the way from Holland, Grand Haven, all the way up to Whitehall and anywhere in between. Uh, so thanks for talking with me today, Jordan. Um, we're going to start off by reading one of your reviews uh, that you recently got. And uh, it's, don't worry, it's a good one. And um, I'd like to get your take on it and your response. Maybe, you know, say something to the, the client that was nice enough to leave it for you. So, um, so Jordan was a gift to have as my agent. I've had others that I've spoken with in the past that were pushy and didn't seem to have me in mind. He was very easy to reach and got answers promptly and stayed very flexible throughout the entire process, which is very helpful for a third shifter. He was able to sense when I was getting frustrated with the market and would throttle back or give inspiration to keep going. I highly recommend him to others. Pretty great review. I wish I like, I mean, if I was going to ask somebody to write a review for me, I would probably include a lot of that, but that that's a really good one. What do you think about that? Yeah, that, that was a really uh, rewarding transaction all the way around. Um, it took a little while and uh, thank you, Jeremiah, for the, for the high praise there. Um, it's he was actually my first uh, VA client. Um, and so that, that in and of itself with the challenging market was difficult Mm -hmm. navigating that, but, uh, he was great. And it was one of those things where, uh, finally you just throw yourself into the work, you know, I mean, him and I spent a couple mornings, even side by side doing the repairs together for the VA appraisal and stuff. I really got to know him and, you know, about his life. And, uh, it was just really good to, to be able to do everything I could to make it happen for him so that he can move on and, you know, get his a room for his daughter and have her on a more regular basis. It was just really great to, to go full circle on that one with him. That's, that's awesome. That's why we do it, right? To um, improve people's lives and uh, to build connections, right? This is a relationship business. So yeah. super important. And I, I'm glad you get the get the gist of, you know, why we're doing this. So um, so I mentioned a few areas that you're currently servicing. Um, what other areas would you say um, you uh, work in or service? Uh, right now, getting a lot of uh Ludington, even some, a lot of Twin Lake uh, requests, you know, people are moving away from the city a little bit and kind of wanted to move a little farther north, find something on a lake, something with some woods, you know, and just kind of get away from the hustle and bustle a little bit. So, yeah, seeing a lot of that lake life. That's uh, I mean, that's the goal. Yeah. And I mean, you got so much of that out there, Michigan, yeah. um, not just like Michigan, but there's so many um, inland lakes that have, I, I mean, personally, if I was going to go to a beach, I probably wouldn't go to Lake Michigan. I would go to a smaller inland lake. We spent a lot of time at Mona Lake. I like Muskegon Lake. Um, Wolf Lake's a good one too. There's like three or four different public access points there. Yeah. So Wolf Lake, actually that's a vacation rental. How's, how is that market out there? It's it's growing. Uh, the the good thing is the municipalities have not quite caught up yet. Um, so they're you know uh, in the city of Muskegon they're demanding their pound of flesh. There's like a six week wait time on uh, short term vacation rental inspections there. But the outside municipalities, the township, um, you know, out north and closer uh, east, um, they have not caught up yet. So you can still get a, you know a pretty decent price house and make it a short term rental without having to go through too much red tape right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know you hear a lot, you know, working with a team uh, about the Grand Rapids market. How's it out, out in Muskegon? How does um, that area compare to the Grand Rapids market? 
Uh, obviously, the you know the price of a home uh, is a, lot, a little bit cheaper in Muskegon. The demographics are a little different. Uh, and the sense of urgency is a little less. You know, we see a lot of people. Um, you know, the negotiations are a little less tense. There's sure. a lot of uh, a lot more emotion. You know, people getting cold feet more so than letting money guide their decisions. I've seen talked to a couple agents this week actually, uh, other agents in Muskegon who had buyers back out simply. And just were able, we admitted, you know, I got cold feet. Just cold feet. Yeah, big decision, freaked out. I actually lost a situation last week uh, with some cash buyers where they came in and they offered just a tad low, you know, it was a good offer and we wrote it. And um, there was a, the listing agent let me know, hey, we actually had some over asking price buyers come back. And uh, we decided to re-engage with them since they were already through appraisal and everything else. Yeah. They just got cold feet. Two weeks later, they apologized and got the house back. Wow. I was like, okay, well. well I mean, it's an emotional decision, right? I mean, that's a, the biggest decision a lot of people make um, as far as financial. Um, and then, you know, just, you know moving, um, that's, that's a huge decision to make. And it's, I could see somebody getting cold feet over that. So yeah, um, for sure. So, um, are you seeing a lot of like vacation rental purchases out that way? Or are people looking for investment properties? Like what's that like over there? Yeah, there's, you know, people know there's money to be made, especially since COVID we've seen a big influx of, you know, people doing the short-term rental thing as close as they can to the water. Um, to my surprise, I actually had people inquire about in for investment properties to use as short-term rentals that were not by the water. And that kind of took me by surprise a little bit, um, you know, out in the township with a couple acres and they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to make a, a four wheel track and, you know, yeah. you know, put electrical out there for campers and they can go to, you know, they're still six miles from the lake if they want to be, but they basically made this house into a campground and, um, they did, they, they did pretty well. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, no shortage of ideas and um, no. inspiration. How would somebody get started in, in short-term rentals? I'd say uh, the biggest thing, because I've noticed every person that I've known, whether they were my client or someone else's client that bought one, uh, struggled afterwards to find a good property management company. Okay. And I would say the best thing to do is probably get that handled before you start buying properties. Have some interviews. Yeah, because um, I've had some people not happy with their experience and some people that um, just couldn't find, especially in those spots where, you, oh, yes, you scored. You got a house in Twin Lake or Ludington where it's not regulated and you were able to get going quickly. But who's going to go all the way up to Ludington and manage that property for you? Sure. Yeah, that's so and get it cleaned and um, check on it and be the person that you're going to, you know, talk to if you have issues, if you're a guest. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's lots to kind of uncover when you're, you know, get into the short-term rental market. So, um, so I know that the rules are different, you know, municipality by municipality. Um, are you familiar with all the rules for short-term renting or, um, so there's in Muskegon, uh, as a County, there aren't, um, necessarily specified rules, um, Unless you're in city limits and city limits, especially the historic district, you're seeing a lot of that there. Um, people are buying up the, your old Victorian houses in the historic district and trying to make them short term rentals. There's a lot of rules there. Um, you have to maintain the historic 
property yeah the way that they want it maintained that means you can't just slap vinyl siding on it i had a client oh uh she had three quarters of the house wrapped in vinyl siding and then they came and told her she had to take it down and scrape and paint the wood instead yeah it cost her almost 20 grand and she was not happy about it yeah make sure you get permits before you start work like that yeah she was one of those you know she had all my brother does all my work we're gonna get started right away and they they put a stop to that very quickly okay and as you move further out um it's just a quick, you know, for safety. They're looking for, um, are the are your guests secure? Are, do windows and doors lock? Do the electrical and heat systems work properly? You know, just your basics. And as long as you're giving them a safe property to pass the night, you know, then you're pretty much good to go. Sure. Um, so what areas would you say are best for um, investing in that in the Lakeshore area? I think uh, a little bit further north, uh, I like to say north of the river, because as you, you have to cross the river to go into North Muskegon. Yep. Um, so north of the river, you're North Muskegon, Ludington, Twin Lake, even Holton. You know, there are a lot of untapped areas up that way where you have miles and miles of, even in the wintertime, snowmobile tracks and luge tracks. There's all kinds of stuff to do even in the off season up yeah. there. And because there's less competition in the market for people to live there, you can pick something up at a pretty reasonable price. Okay. What advice would you give somebody when they're buying a house? Definitely to uh, do your due diligence. It's a lot better to make a decision early if something isn't going to work out than to try to talk yourself into it along the way, just for sure. Up ultimately backing out too late. Yeah. Inspections and all that for sure. What about selling? What would you tell somebody when they're thinking about selling their house? Um, I would uh, tell them to, to find a good agent um, that knows the area and to trust them. Um, you know what we do and you know, you, you taught me, uh, Pricing a house is extremely important, doing it the right way. Yeah, um, especially with a shift. Yeah, when, when the market shift, especially, you know, a lot of people now, they read all this stuff on the internet from two months ago, and yep. they call you in to list their house, and they're like, whoa, 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 you know, he, my friend told me that they sold their house for 20 grand over asking in three yep. days, you know, and they, you need to be able to tell them and they need to trust you that that's not the market we're in anymore. And, uh, you know, they can't just expect that now. Yeah. Uh, with interest rates, you know, yeah. double what they were a few short months ago. I mean, yeah, back beginning of the year, they were closer to three and now they're almost to seven. So that's crazy. So what um, what brought you to the lakeshore? Like, why do you choose to live on in, in Muskegon area? You grew up there? Yeah, yeah. I was born, born in Muskegon, um, went to school, uh, you know, in Muskegon, left for college, uh, went to Midland for college and Honestly, it was the water. Uh, when I went to I went to college and played some football, and um, I actually I really didn't like it. Uh, I was like, okay, where's the lake? Yeah, the beach. You know, they had this lake, uh, inland lake over there that was super tiny, and they're like, hey, we're going to the beach today. And I went one day, and I was like, this is not a lake. This yeah, we got pools like yeah, that over here. I was like, this <laughs> is a puddle, you know. Yep. So as soon as I I could, you know, I took a job at a bank back home and I tailed it back and. Uh, just, you know, told myself, even if I buy properties in other areas of the country, you know, at some point in my life, which is something I'd like to do, I am always going to have a place. Yeah. Yeah. So um, besides going to the beach, what are some other fun things to do in the Muskegon area? Uh, there's a lot to do outdoors. Um, if you go a little bit north, there's some good apple orchards and farms and stuff this type of, this time of year. You can do corn mazes. There's, you know, a few haunted houses. Um we were hoping there was going to be a casino that didn't end up materializing, but, you know, hopefully we'll get that figured out. Um, you know, there's a lot of sports teams. Uh, we have a semi-pro football team that does yeah. really well. So 
you know, between hockey and football and, you know, a lot of concerts they do, you know, we have the Irish festival, the Polish festival, um, all kinds of stuff going on downtown all year round too. So, yeah. yeah. Have you been to the winter park out in Muskegon? Is that what they call it? Yeah. We actually had our family pictures taken out there. Um, it was one of those situations where we were trying to get in and get out quickly. And then, you know, once my kids noticed all that, they were like, all right, we have to come back and experience it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. What do they do there in the summer? Is there anything going on? You can actually horseback ride the trails out there in the summer, um, which is really cool. Um, we hiked them and got separated once, and that was that was pretty nuts. They're huge. They go probably two or three, some of them four miles from the road to the lake. They, yeah, they all spit you out at the lake. They know where the money shot is. They everything in Muskegon, you end up at the lake. Okay, um, how far is it to uh, Muskegon from from Grand Rapids, or how far away is Muskegon from Grand Rapids? Uh, it's about forty minutes. Okay, um, give or take, as long as traffic's you know pretty quickly um so it's pretty good you know place to live even if you work in grand rapids you're looking at less than an hour commute you know yeah are you seeing a lot of people just commuting to muskegon from grand rapids for like or back and forth or are you seeing people from this area maybe move out to muskegon i'm seeing a lot of people from grand rapids move to muskegon um, a lot of team you know teammates will call me and say hey you know i have a guy uh, wanting to you know buy on the lake shore doesn't want to be in grand rapids but they work in grand rapids they're from grand rapids um, and I've set up a few searches lately that surprised me, uh, they, you know, that were like, you know, anywhere, anywhere from the, like, a, they make a triangle, you know, from Muskegon to Holland to Grand Rapids inside of that triangle. You really? Know, people are really happy. Yeah. Okay. I, I've seen a lot of that too. Um, it, now that you can work from home, I think it's, it's opened up a lot of possibilities for where people live. Um, and they're making des- uh, decisions based on, um, what they can do there versus where their job is or where their school is, because there's so many options now, you know, for school and for working from home. So, yeah, um, I think that has something to do with it. But um, any advice for somebody moving from Grand Rapids to Muskegon, like uh, places to like learn more about Muskegon or how would they know which neighborhoods they should check out? Like, who should they talk to? Um, I think talking to locals is always the best way um, because, you know, the the media sensationalizes, you know, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of parts of Muskegon that may get a bad rap. Um, and, you know, there there's pockets in every neighborhood. And, you know, obviously we are um, me, especially I love Muskegon. I mean, I grew up wanting it to to see it succeed and they're putting a lot of money into Muskegon. And there are a lot of areas that, people overlook that are are very quiet very nice and even financially you know there are neighborhoods that aren't necessarily near the lake so they're not considered prime real estate but they're the schools are great and the taxes are very very affordable yeah it's um you know there's lots of great reasons to move to lakeshore and I'm, you've named a bunch of them um and uh and we we have office space out there too right and what do you think of that like the so we're in the innovation gbsu innovation hub um, uh, we've been there, uh, for almost a year, right? Um, yeah, yeah it's, how's that going? It's, it's great. It's uh, a nice collaborative space. I like that it's open, you know, so when I'm there, you know, I can talk to Raven, I can talk to Rachel and when Devin comes out, you know, we can get a lot done. Um, they take really good care of us. You know, there's the snack bar, a full kitchenette. There's always, you actually can meet clients in there because they're constantly having seminars. One, one weekend they had, uh, teachers going through there. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, and they, they're curious about who else is in the building. So, yeah. you know, you run into a teacher and 
what do you do? Oh, I'm in real estate or, Oh, you know, and they asked for advice. I actually ran into an old friend and, you know, got a couple of conversations going from teachers, you know, asking for advice and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a lot of cool learning opportunities there. They do, uh, you know, 401k classes, planning for retirement seminars and stuff, which we all get the information for free, you know, because we're there. Yep. Um, you know, there's a studio for us to do videos and podcasts if we wish, or, you know, quiet space to make calls. It's pretty cool. They pretty collaborative space. Yeah. I, every time I've been out there, I've been impressed with, you know, the action and the movement in that office. So, um, what are some things you do outside of real estate? I'm uh, I'm big into sports. I'm also a, a big family man. Um, you know, my wife and my kids keep me busy for sure. So yeah, pretty much just trying to keep up is, uh, you know, but I, I like to, uh, to play guitar a little bit. And I also, uh, freelance, write is something I do to relax. Okay. So that's kind of fun. Like what kind of writing? Just be creative. You know, sometimes I'll, I have a buddy who has a music project and sometimes I'll write, you know, lyrics for him or something. And, uh, you know, short stories, stuff like that. My kids like to get me going, telling stories and stuff. And so I'll, sometimes I'll write up a little something and just, you know, read it to them. Um, so you mentioned family or family, man. Tell us what your family looks like. I know Laura. Yeah, Laura, uh, my wife, she's 28. Um, we actually met at work. Uh, my dad was her boss and he had to fire her. So that was, that's always a funny, cool. like our beginning story. Yeah, we just yeah. started dating and he had to fire her. And uh, I don't know, you know, we made it through that. So uh you know, it hasn't been too difficult since. I heard but, your dad cool now. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. It was he. He, too, he likes to joke that he's the only person that he ever really regrets firing, or that he was upset he had to fire. And okay. Uh, and now, uh, you know, they joke about it all the time. And uh, we have uh, a daughter, eight year old Esperanza, and ten uh, year old Xavier, uh, who's a big football fan. And we actually just welcomed our uh, four month old baby boy Mateo in May. I've I've seen him on the zooms. Uh, Cute baby. Yeah, he's he's definitely. Um, there's not a lot that makes him upset. Okay, he's happy all the time. He's just laughing and observing things. Uh, but he's getting very big, very fast. So that's, yeah, it's crazy. So, um, what's your um? What do you do in your free time? Like besides, so you write music, you play guitar, um, family man, like real estate. So what else? What else is uh, Jordan interested in? I like to uh, to video game. Um, when I have time, usually that's a late night thing. Cause with all the kids, you know, once everyone's asleep and, and I realize, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm not completely tired yet. So yeah. I like to, you know, I'll, I'll game late night on the weekends and sometimes I stream. So that's been another way to make, nice. to make a little bit extra money. You, uh, Xbox or PlayStation Xbox. We okay. do have everything we, you know, we have, uh, when the PlayStation five came out, I had to know, you know, what all the, all the hoopla was about. So I bought one for my wife for Christmas. And uh, that so, she appreciated that. Yeah, very much so. She's played Sims maybe twice. Okay. So, um, so what, what other video games do you play? Uh, I play a little bit of competitive call of duty. Um, and uh, with my background in football, Madden is always a staple. Okay. I like to, to joke, you know, that I've never been beat. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, so I'm not the guy to beat you, no. but I, I like to look for a challenge, but then, uh, every once in a while I do, I do, uh, my, like my family members, my friends, even Xavier won't play me anymore. My dad, he comes over and I'm like, Hey, you want to play a game? And he's like, no, no, no. Don't, even, don't even, I'll play Xavier, but I don't want to play you. You play Mario Kart. Um, we did have a, a Nintendo switch and we did, uh, play Mario Kart from time to time, but it's been a while since we broke that out. I'll have to break that out and, uh, I could probably hang with you on that. Probably. Yeah, probably. That's probably it though. 
So um, what's your favorite thing about Michigan? The Upper Peninsula is hands down my favorite thing about Michigan. And the reason for that is, uh, to me, it's amazing. Um, I'm a little bit of a, of a nerd when it comes to biology and history. Um, and just the fact that uh, you can see, you know, that it was carved by glaciers, you know, the rock, um, all the different landscapes you can see up in the UP to me is just amazing that you go on Michigan, you know, you can find sand dunes, you can find farmland and you can find cliffs, you know, the fact yeah. that you can go cliff diving in Michigan and drive two hours South and be in a flat farm is just cool to me. Yeah. So have you, um, you been to Taquamanon and, um, have you been to Kitchikippi? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I drag my family there, uh, every time I go, I don't go to the UP without making a stop. It's just, it's an amazing place. So we we actually just found a new um, similar type waterfall river that you can go in um, a kiak. It's uh, south of Sheboygan. Um, I'm probably saying it wrong, but um, it's it's it was really cool and not as far as Tequamanam. So next time you go up north, yeah, it's actually not across the bridge. It's, you know, close yeah. to Sheboygan, which that's one thing about I love about Michigan. We're always finding out new things. Yeah, there's um, always some new adventure that you, you know, no matter how long you've lived here, you had no clue existed. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like to say that I'm like pretty familiar with the surrounding areas around Grand Rapids, but um, somebody will mention a city and it won't be that far away. And I'll be like, I've never heard of that city and it's you know hour 45 minutes from here so there's just so many little towns and uh places to go and um that's why that's why i love michigan but um so yeah one kind of final question uh, any funny real estate or interesting real estate stories you could share so uh i was showing a house i have a client recently who had a back surgery and showings have gotten kind of hairy um no pun intended. You'll see why here in a minute. <laughs> and uh, so she tells me I had a couple of really interested parties I wanted to get through uh, a couple of weekends ago. And she said, um, you know, I'm in my room resting, um, but you can take, you know, just try to make it an hour, you know, try to squeeze these people through in an hour. So I'm yeah. like, okay. And even though, you know, one of them had an agent, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be there just to help get you guys through kind of quickly, like a guided tour because um, she's not feeling well. We're going to try to make this happen quickly. Um, she's like, don't worry. The house is clean. The dog's put up. Um, everything's fine. Um, like, okay, cool. So I text her, let her know we're there. We go in, we start walking through. I don't see the dog. I don't hear the dog, smell the dog. The kennel's empty. I'm like, oh, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, you know, there's no mess. I'm like, she must have sent it over to her brother's house. You know, she talked about doing that before. Yeah. So I turn around and I'm showing them the kitchen and the bathroom doors behind me and it's closed. And all of a sudden, this big, like 120 pound uh, labradoodle pushes the bathroom door open and like jumps on my back. Were you scared? Uh, I, yeah, oh yeah, I was definitely scared because her brother is also like six four and very hairy. Yeah, and a Tennessee Mountain man, and so I didn't know it was a dog at first. <laughs> so I run across the kitchen, which I'm sure you can imagine me running yeah. across the kitchen and around and you know the dogs just said like happy to see everybody but like two out of the three families that i was showing the house were terrified of dogs so they yeah. run for the door and it was just yeah it was not not a very it was chaos but yeah it's pretty funny they're like you know because they asked me like are there a duty they asked me before we went in are there any loose pets we need to know about is there i'm like no we're all good she said we're all set just for him to peekaboo out of the bathroom and attack you know jump on my back it was nuts <laughs> It's uh labradoodles aren't supposed to be scary. No. Um, I have a golden noodle and she 
barks at me sometimes when I come in the house, but um, I couldn't imagine her being scary. But if I didn't know her, maybe. But I could see that one of my neighbors called her a wolf at one point. I've never heard a low bark come from a dog like that. I guess that's what probably threw me off. Okay, is you know this thing had the bark of like a Rottweiler. Yeah, it was in my ear, and so I was like, you know, yeah. um, I actually uh, knew somebody that was bit by a dog doing a showing that they totally didn't know there was a dog in the house. So they can they can be sneaky. So. Um, so I really appreciate you coming in today, Jordan, and, uh, talking with us on the small talk podcast here, um, is, uh, how, how could somebody get a hold of you? Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was, it was a pleasure for sure. Uh, if anyone that wants to, you know, have a chat about real estate on the Lakeshore can uh, call me at 231-259-4559 or email me at Jordan, J-O-R-D-Y-N at small again, S-M-A-L-L-E-G-A-N realestate.com. All right. Um, Thanks to everyone for tuning in to the Small Talk podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe and we'll see you again next week.